I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Thank you, Brother David. Speaking to you today by the help of the Lord from the book of Acts chapter 6 and verses 7 through 15. It's been read to us already. A wise man under pressure. Stephen was one of the seven table servers was a man who not only did the job given to him, but he looked for additional opportunities to put his gifts to work. It's not often that a deacon steps into scriptural limelight but neither is it often that a man of Stephen's caliber comes across the scene. Now, in the description that Dr. Luke here in verse 5, Stephen was a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. As well as in verse 8, full of faith and power. <laughs> That's quite an epithet. Stephen wasn't uh, a plaster saint, just hung around the temple. He lived in a pressurized arena in the public eye. He was a marked man by his enemies. Now, we're going to be encouraged by Stephen's stability and wisdom as he's under the gun of false accusations in the midst of violent men. What a model! And may his tribe increase. I want to give you four main thoughts number one, the general state of the Church of Jerusalem, number two, the specific ministry of Stephen. Number three, the angry accusation of the people. And uh, the undeniable impact of Stephen's life is number four. 
So let's begin with number one, the general state of the church at Jerusalem. The church at this time was in a very unusual position. The first seven verses of the chapter show three characteristics. The church was sensitive. Number two, the church was growing. And number three, the church was effective. It was not a perfect church. We've never seen a perfect church. But it was sensitive. It was sensitive actually in two ways. The Grecian Jews in the church were sensitive to the fact that their widows were being neglected. They brought their need before the leaders of the church. And they, the leaders, they're sensitive to the need and they dealt with the problem. That is, these widows being neglected. The church of Jerusalem was not a worldwide work, but it was growing. It was the only church at that particular time. Remember, Jesus started the church. And here it is at Jerusalem. And it is growing. It did not have a worldwide vision at this particular time. But it was deepening its roots. And establishing itself before it became a missionary church. Church of Jerusalem was not endorsed, but it was effective. It was a maverick ministry, if you please. The church of Jerusalem was not backed by any of the established religious groups. There's a church that Jesus started, and it's growing, still around. They were an effective group, and they grew. Despite persecution and opposition. Then I want you to notice, secondly, the specific ministry of Stephen in verse number 8. He was a man full of faith 
and the Holy Spirit, it says here. He lived under pressure and he stood fast. You know what? That's important. See people who stick with the stuff. Be faithful. Be faithful. You cannot pay people to be faithful. We're either going to be faithful or we're not going to be faithful. Oh, may God help us to be faithful. Just do what we're supposed to do. Live right and do right. Nobody has to encourage us, for instance. Now, you ought to be reading your Bible. Huh. Fuck, you just do that. You ought to be praying. Hey, you just do that. I want to encourage you. You ought to be faithful about going to church. Folks, if you're going to be faithful, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. May God help us to be faithful. Let's look at his name and his reputation and his ministries. His name is Stephen. He's the first man mentioned in verse number 5 here who was ordained a deacon. All seven men chosen were Greek-speaking Jews. And from this we gather the fact that Stephen was not from Jerusalem, but he was from some other area. He was one of the minority group. His reputation, he was full of faith of the Holy Ghost. Verse 5. He is emerged here as a leader in the church when he was chosen as one of the seven in verse number 5. He's chosen here to correct the problem among the Greek speaking Jews. Now his miracles. He performed great wonders and miracles among the people in verse 8. He did miracles actually which authenticated his being God's servant. He's the man of God. Now I want you to notice the angry reaction of the people in verses 9 through 14. 
Dynamic people like Stephen are either loved or they're hated. He now faced antagonism from two circles from the synagogue and then also from the council. Stephen, like the apostles, no doubt he was loved by this church. Stephen was a dynamic person in this church. Thank God for people like Stephen. Oh, we've got them around here. Thank God for some dynamic people in Temple Baptist Church. Faithful people. People that love the Lord. Religionists. They despise change. Oh, they don't like that at all. And these Jews, Jewish leaders here, they sought ways of dealing with this growing movement Stephen is a part of here in the church at Jerusalem. Let's consider just for a moment those who hated Stephen, the synagogue, the Sanhedrin, they cared care nothing about Stephen at all. The synagogue in verses 9 through 12, I don't know why that these people are so disturbed with Stephen. Maybe jealousy or envy. We're not told. There were three phrases in this confrontation. Argumentation in verse number 9. Accusations in verse number 11. And violence in verse number 12. Look in verse number 9. Disputes begin with simple, petty arguments. The word disputes is a word for bickering, wrangling, disagreeing. Oh, man, I don't know about you. Don't you hate being around something like that? Fussing, not getting along. But Stephen, he didn't argue back. He answered calmly in verse number 10. And it says here, they were not able to resist the wisdom of and the spirit by which he spake. Oh, may God help us to be like Stephen. Easy to get along with. Folks, let me tell you something. 
I don't always have to have my way. You don't always have to have your way. But whatever the church does, that's okay. That's okay. But I do not want to be argumentative. Stephen certainly was not an argumentative man. Now this is actually the fulfillment of Jesus' word in Luke chapter 21. Let's go back there, 12 through 15. Luke 21, verse 12 through 15. But before all these, they lay hands on, uh, but before all of these, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogue and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom in verse 15 which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. You find yourself in a bad situation. God will tell you and God will show you what, what to say. You don't have to take the time to write out a script, figure out what you're going to say. The Lord will show you what to say when the time comes. He will direct you. It's good to know how that the Lord has been so good to us in helping us. in times like this. <clears throat> the wisdom which we, uh, spoke, Stephen spoke was not his own wisdom, but it was the Spirit of God speaking through him. And folks, when you find yourself in a situation and it's time that you've got to say something, the Lord will help you in saying what needs to be said. And you don't have to think about it ahead of time what you're going to say. The Lord will show you when it comes time what to say. Now, He speaks through His own. That's what the Spirit of God did. He spoke through Stephen. Now the second place of this confrontation is accusations. So we got argumentation. Now we got accusations. The text reports in... Acts chapter 6 and verse 11, Then they suborned men 
Verse number 11, that is, they secretly induced men, that is, they paid off a few individuals and gave false testimony. The liars said in verse 11, we have heard this man speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. That's a lie. But they've been told to say that. Wasn't right. But that is false accusations. And then violence in verse number 12. Finally they resorted to physical violence here after all else fails, you see, because <clears throat> it became now an emotional scene. As they hear in verse number 12, they caught him and brought him to the council. That is, to the Supreme Court. Oh, man. Here we find the Sanhedrin court they hated Stephen. In verses 13 and 14. And here's Stephen now facing the most dignified body of men in Israel. This is supposed to be a fair trial. But let's see how it all took place. There were exaggerations. There were misrepresentations. In verse 13, the first thing that happened in the council is they exaggerated the issue. These false witnesses said that Stephen... In verse 13, ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. One of the first things that a person will do when he's backed up against the wall until uh, is to exaggerate the issue until... Huh, this becomes outright lies. It's not telling the truth at all. And that's exactly what this group did. Then at this trial, there was misrepresentations in verses 13 and 14. They said that he spoke in verse 13 against this holy place and the law. They saw Stephen, you see, as a threat to their comfortable religious system. And they didn't like it. They didn't like it a bit. You see, they took the message which Stephen spoke and twisted it into a lie. You know what? 
there's been a many a Sunday school teacher that has been <laughs> definitely not loved by some and then they twisted what that Sunday school teacher said and made it a lie. Not only Sunday school teachers, but preachers as well. Yep. Not only Sunday school teachers and preachers, but individual believers. There are people who will take what you say and twist it and make it a lie. They're the haters of God. Despiteful and proud. And there's one thing for sure. They don't love the Lord and they don't love the gospel. And they certainly don't like you. But I want you to notice that it says here that Stephen remained calm in verse number 15. And all that said in the council looked steadfastly on him and saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. The the undeniable impact of Stephen's life they couldn't handle it his life was a lesson and had an impact still does on us today there are two lessons that stand out <clears throat> number one when you walk with Christ, the public will resent it and not support it. When you walk with Christ, the public will resent it and not support it. And when you act like Christ, the pressure will increase, not decrease. When you're going to Walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to act like the Lord Jesus. Pressure comes in on you hard. The devil is not your friend. And he has a lot of little demons all over. And they're everywhere. And they're not your friend. Stephen now has been with the Lord for many years. But you know what? I don't think he's ever lost that countenance of his. It's still the same. Stephen is a good, solid, faithful man looking steadfastly in the face of the Lord and he himself a face of an angel he's up there in glory still with the face of an angel 
I'd like to think of my face being a pleasant face to the people that I have to face and that I do face. I'd like for it to be said uh, the beauty of Jesus Christ. Oh, may the beauty of Jesus Christ be seen in my life and in your life. May God help us to walk with the Lord, be faithful to Him. Wicked men on the council here, they were brought face to face with the power and the glories of the Lord. Yet, they did not yet see the Lord Jesus. They're right there with Stephen, and oh, what a joy to, to be in the presence of such a man as this. Lost people don't see it. Father in heaven, I pray that Thou would be glorified in our lives. Help us, dear Father, to live right and do right, act right, talk right. Help us, dear Lord, to live lives like Stephen. May the beauty of Jesus Christ be seen in our lives. Oh God, help us not to bring reproach upon the cause of Christ because of our sinful actions and attitude. Glorify thy holy self. My Father, we're going to enter into a business meeting and I pray dear Lord that thou would be glorified in all said and done. May the beauty of Jesus Christ be seen in our lives all said and done in this business meeting. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brother Clark, would you come and read us uh, your report?